Hello, Pete. Hey, buddy. How you doing? See how I called you by name this time, so to aid in the differentiation between us. Yeah, I did notice that, Adam. That's uh, that's fantastic. <laughs> okay, well, only one of us needs to do it. If you do it, it's superfluous. <laughs> I wanted to be included. Okay. Uh, you want to be included in the podcast we do together? Is that uh, that doesn't work for me? That's all I ask. It's <laughs> too much. It's way too much. <laughs> all right. So what's new? Ah, what is new? Hmm. Hmm. I wish I was prepped for this question. Ah. Next time I'll, I'll have my people get in touch with your people with a list of the questions I'm going to ask you. Well, or I'm just going to assume that you're going to ask me what's new from here on in because we don't, we don't see each other on a semi-daily basis anymore. <laughs> and you might actually be interested in my life. I uh, am. What is new? I'm trying to think of things that are new that, are, that our ostensible listeners would care about. Um, snowy. It's pretty snowy. It's very snowy. You might know about that. I've noticed it. You know what? And it's, uh, it's disappointing to me, but I can't say it's altogether (laughs) unexpected. It's certainly not unprecedented. That's, that's for sure. Uh, uh, John Roderick insulted Edmonton in a backhanded way and I was okay with it. He did. And I was very pleased. We had had a little (laughs) chat about it. He and I did. I saw that. Well, it was about as small as, as a chat could possibly be. Yeah. He, I he said, said exactly like two words to you, but uh, still. I- exactly two words. There was punctuation. But, two, words uh, in a, two words in a period. Yeah. Full stop. That's pretty, that's pretty, pretty nice. good. Yeah. yeah. He, didn't, he didn't reply to my, my – neither of you replied to my, my thing that I said. So you're both not on my good books. I no. can't remember it tweeted up both said. of you oh so. i read that yeah i read that thing about the maps yeah our skyline yeah. that's a that's a fun anecdote for our listeners to hear our, our skyline actually <laughs> has been used as the uh the skyline on the cover of maps for other cities you just you stole my anecdote right there well uh you care to elaborate <laughs> that you, you more or less summed it up that i mean as far as i know my dad told me this and assuming my dad wasn't you know lying or misinformed uh edmonton has a very generic skyline or used to i don't think that's true anymore it, it was more the fact that none of uh, none of the buildings in our skyline from certain angles uh had any branding on them so they literally could be anywhere mm-hmm. yeah so they would just use generic shots of our skyline on the the cover of maps for like dallas or i don't know where it is uh, hopelessly dull here it, that's probably true i mean i'm i'm comfortable here but i have lived here my entire life as have I. Well, no, I've lived here for no. eleven years, and before this, I lived in Yellowknife, which. Oh well, that's an improvement. This is an improvement. No. What? I, I mean, I like, thought it was, and it may be in, in terms of quality of life, but certainly not in, in character of locale. Oh well, I'm not saying it has a lot of character. No, and that's uh, what I look for in a place is character, and there's none of that here. It's just. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm scared of a place with too much character. It. You know what it looks like in downtown and Northside Edmonton. <laughs> it looks like we lost the Cold War. yeah kind of our most interesting buildings downtown look like just just giant waffles that have been folded into (laughs) are you talking about the new uh uh place where you look at pictures museum the art art gallery the art gallery is my favorite building in the city because it it actually has character to it it looks like a it it looks like tim burton's brain took a shit in downtown edmonton but (laughs) Yeah, but they put it in somewhere where you can literally not see it unless you drive down that one street. Right, it's totally hidden. It's, it's not totally not a part of the skyline because it's too short. Yep. It's just... I didn't even notice they finished it for the longest time. 
And I want to say that I, I actually, like, literally drive down a street that you can kind of see it down, like, on a semi-daily basis. And I still didn't – I never noticed it until I was like, oh, that's where it is. I can kind of see it. It does look like a set piece from the first Michael Keaton Batman movie. <laughs> Very much so. Um, and then uh, what else do we have? We got the uh, the weird isosceles glass pyramid sticking out of our city hall. Oh, yeah. It has a giant paved courtyard in front of it. We've got the conservatory. That's like four glass pyramids, but it's not part of the skyline. It's in the valley. No, it's in a valley. Exactly. Hidden. <laughs> the most distinguishable yeah. part of our skyline is the legislature, which is domey. It, okay. it, like it looks like an English parliament of some kind, which is more or less what it is. It's exactly what it is. That's, yeah. Just with more conservatives inside. <laughs> well, because it's Alberta. Yeah, and we're the only place in the world that has a conservative majority and then a more right-wing opposition. <laughs> so true. What okay. the fuck is that? I, you know, Pete, I try to, you, you know, you know that I try to ignore politics as much as I can. Yes, I and appreciate still be a for responsible it. member of society. <laughs> And still, like, know enough to, like, you know, not vote for – accidentally vote for the Nazis. But, uh, yeah. I, I, you know, I've given up on <laughs> – I mean, I, 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 I do vote for the uh, the NDP party um, uh-huh. because because I'm a lefty. Uh-huh. I'm an, art, I'm an artistic type. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you're, but, uh, you're one of those sensitive thinkers. Sensitive thinkers. I think, Pete, sometimes I think about things and I literally weep. Wow. That's yeah. powerful stuff. Now, the things I'm thinking about, like, okay, when I say I think about things and weep, there's, like, literally, like, the one thing, but, um, and it's the, the end of the Muppet Family Christmas where Jim Henson's in the, in the kitchen with Sprocket cleaning. Oh, God, I can't talk about it. All right. This week's episode is not brought to you by Freddy Got Fingered, written and directed by Tom Green and some other guy. Uh, starring Tom Green, Rip Torn. Like anybody else involved besides Tom Green, whatever, whatever, whatever the credits might say. Harland Williams and uh, what's that guy? Finch from American Pie. Eddie K. Oh, Eddie K. Thomas. Yeah, Thomas. That's yeah. That's Not the one. confused with Edie McClure, which I often do. Edie McClure. Yeah, she's an actress. She was. Um, uh, she was uh, Mrs. Poole on the Hogan family. Uh, if you saw, you'd know who she was. She's the like the archetypal um, meddling neighbor housewife. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, um, I think she was on Small Wonder. I could be mistaken. Yeah, these are shows that I'm not familiar with. Uh, Seinfeld's mom was on Alf. Yes. As Miss Monic. This is so far off topic already. It's amazing. We haven't even touched the. <laughs> we didn't even get through the description of who is in the film. That's well, fantastic. We got to Eddie K. Thomas, the titular Freddie. Yes. <laughs> did, who... did you mention? First and then, not like before. You mentioned Rip Torn, literally. No, I said Rip Torn first. I wasn't paying attention. I said uh, Tom Green, Rip Torn, okay, Harlan Williams, and Eddie K. Thomas, and uh, 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 the female lead from Airplane. Yeah, Judith Light. No, <laughs> it's not Judith Light. <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember her name. Uh, Julie Haggerty. There you go. I IMDb'd it like an hour ago. I can't remember. It's, it's not okay. important. What's important about this movie is I hate it. It's a masterpiece. <laughs> uh, that's a pretty reasonable response to this movie. It 
is I've, I've seen it twice now. I watched it once when I was thirteen because uh, I was involved with a church youth group. Oh, well, that's the kind of thing you watch in a church youth group. Sure. Well, and so we had a core group of friends, uh, and and we were we were friends with one of the leaders. When you when you're 18 or you graduate high school, whichever happens first, you become a youth group leader. So you have I how youth groups work. You have authority over the young youth. Anyway, uh, this particular leader, Jen, just wanted to be liked, so she had us over to her house and a bunch of 13 year old kids, and we. Drank root beer and watched Freddy Got Fingered. Did, did, and did you like her afterwards? I didn't or like did her to feel, start. Did you feel like she had done you irreparable harm? Um, definitely the latter. <laughs> I was I was on the fence to begin with, and then afterwards I was like, oh, this this could not have gone more poorly. And as a result, I blocked out a lot of the recollection. So watching it again this afternoon was like watching it for the first time. Sure. I had forgotten about the time where he... Uh, rodeos a baby around the room by its umbilical cord, <laughs> spraying everyone with blood and placenta. And, yep. uh, oh, that comes after he bites the umbilical cord in half. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is as graphic as possible. Oh, yeah. Um, he jerked off a horse, which I'd forgotten about, but I, I seem to remember the remember horse. Remember he said he jerked off the elephant? Because that's, I, I forgot about the horse, but I totally remembered the elephant. I collapsed him into into one thing. I remember him jerking off the horse, and I thought the horse was going to splooge. Like What's what? They literally, and by literal, I mean almost, bookend the movie. Yeah. They're, 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 I, think they, I think if you timed it, you would find that each each is about roughly the same uh, the same time frame from the beginning and end. It's true. It's true. One of my favorite things about the movie is when they come back from Pakistan at the end, uh, there's people in the crowd waiting for them to come home with the hero's welcome. And one of the person, one of the, one of the persons, one of the people in the crowd is holding a placard that says, when is this fucking movie going to end? Yep. <laughs> Which turns is, out in about two minutes. Exactly. And it's, it's exactly the same question for phraseology is correct and everything. The exactly same question that I asked at 68 <laughs> minutes when I got up to get more Pepsi. <laughs> Like today, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, I I got an hour and eight minutes in, and I thought well, surely we're finished soon. <laughs> so I wow. paused it and went to go get some Pepsi. And I walked past the counter on the DVD player, and and it said an hour and eight minutes. And I said, Oh Christ, there's yeah. twenty more minutes of this. <laughs> <laughs> I had. Can I say? I, 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 I uh, I also watched this movie on DVD the first time. I didn't see it in theater. Now here's the th- here here's how my experience differs significantly from yours, is that a I was not 13. I mm. was 20 something, because mm-hmm. <sighs> I'm significantly older than you. You would have been and 26, probably. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I yeah. When I actually saw it, I would have been 26. There's this would have been years between us. So I. Well, the 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 movie's been yeah. Anyway, that would. <laughs> years ago so 25 26 doesn't matter uh i was working in a movie theater when this film came out oh okay my friends and i were super psyched to see it uh from the trailers now the trailers have all the the trailer for this movie literally has like all the good bits that they can actually put in a trailer yep uh and it it has the the sausage bit the backwards man bit if you look at the trailer it looks like this movie is going to be amazing and that tom green has cleaned his stuff up a little bit but he's still really funny and weird yeah it looks edgy and uh nightmarishly funny he's like he's got a cheese helmet he's like you can't hurt me <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that's in the, the uh, there's a lot of stuff in the trailer that's just in like the blooper reel at the end or the cut cut footage reel at the end like like yes. half the, 
there's the whole setup. There's him going proud back and forth with Rip Torn. It looks brilliant. Can I say the the, 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 the soap on a rope bit? He's like, hey, what is that underwater cave? Look. <laughs> Great. Like, like literally, like, like I remember the trailer, not only because we thought they were showing it a lot, but because I was in the theater. So they played it like every, like, I don't know, 10 minutes on the, on the theater TVs. Uh-huh. Uh, but it looked like the best thing. And we were all like, uh, and they, they released a longer trailer and we were like, oh, and, and one of my friends was like, ah, oh, there's too much context now. It's not as funny. I'm like, what are you talking about? And he's like, well, now we know the sausage thing is for work because they hadn't had that, that line about how he was working before. Right. Anyway, so so we're all like, oh, this is going to be great. And we're like, but we're cautiously optimistic. We're like, let's wait till it comes out and see what people say before we rush out and spend our, our hard-earned money or, in my case, hard-earned free movie pass uh, on this. <laughs> and so I was there the day it opened. I was there when, when, when people came out and some of the people from the theater uh, who worked with me had gone to see it. And, and people were, can I tell you, not happy. When they <laughs> I can't believe it. Yeah, and I was, and I, and I, and I asked one of my friends because I, I, it was like I was looking for a pull quote. I'm like, would you say you feel like the movie vomited in your brain? <laughs> that that seems accurate. Yep. Yeah. And and because I worked in the theater, I was doing theater checks, so I saw little bits and pieces of it, but not. I saw a lot of I quote unquote saw a lot of movies this way you saw uh, a lot of elephants coming is what you're telling me basically i would i <laughs> what i ended up doing and i can admit this because it was a long time ago and they can't do anything about it now is i would uh start because you you you, you you've been in theaters you, you know when the movie's almost over people start the the, the staff start lining up as uh, waiting to clean the theater oh yeah i would like getting in there like earlier and earlier to try to figure out what the hell was going on the like the last 10 minutes like <laughs> I like. I need some kind of context. What's going on? Because I keep walking in here, and he's jacking off an elephant, and he's in another country. And what the what? There's no and context so, for it, though. And there isn't. I mean, you really can't. Like, like, there's no point where you can just enter the theater and be like, okay, now this makes sense. <laughs> I would like be like, you know, go in there like a minute or two earlier each time, if at all possible. And I, I so I've seen the last, the last like ten minutes of this film, including credits, like a lot of times. Can I tell you? Like an awful lot of times, uh-huh. um, and I and, and I, I didn't actually go see it, but I saw bits of it. And I'm like, someday I'm going to rent this. Well, seeing an elephant jizz all over Rip Torn will do something to him, man. Especially if you see it more than once. Well, you know, I'm uh, I'm not I'm not a normal guy. <laughs> got a lot of problems. I got problems, but that's I mean that 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 sort of thing just rolls right off, <laughs> or you know, washes off with a high pressure hose. Like that's that's interesting. I really want to know. How, I I really want to tell me more. Tell tell me more. That's but the least realistic looking semen I've ever seen in a movie. By the way, well, I, I would hope. <laughs> um, most of the time when I see a semen in a movie, um, for certain values of movie, it's just actual semen. Well, I don't know that. For- <laughs> yeah. A pornography, in case that wasn't super obvious. That's, that's good. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so eventually I rented it and watched it all the way through, and I was like, you know, this movie is fascinating. It is. That's true. If nothing so, else. But do you, is it is it okay if I if I if I go into some depth as to why I'm fascinated by this movie? Yes, what? I'd like to hear what fascinates you about it because I have a fair few strongly fascinating points for myself. So yeah, continue. All right. The over the overall thing when I finished watching that I was like, man, this movie and I thought about it for for a while. 
And I'm like, why do why 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 am I why do I find, find this so interesting? I mean, and, and because this movie um, is kind of a train wreck, but it's a, one of those really interesting train wrecks. It's not it's not you know just it's not boring. It is literally never boring. Um, there's always something for you to watch and be puzzled and or horrified by. But but what I find fascinating, the meat of what I find fascinating about it is so most people. Most people, if they you know rose up through through television, made a had had small roles in a couple of movies that went well, have become popular and get to do their vanity project. Charlie's Angels. <laughs> Charlie's Angels. The uh, Chad is stuck. Yeah. <laughs> the Chad was great. Ah, <laughs> uh, the Chad. I have had uh, so many fantasies about waking up in the morning and making scrambled eggs for Drew Barrymore in a tugboat. You have no idea. So <laughs> when this movie came around, I thought maybe I'd be able to relate to this character. Boy, was I wrong. So this and this brings me to my point. Okay, so you get to do your vanity project. You get to be like, you know, Tom Green, people love you. Give us more of the Tom Green that we love. Please. Please, we, we beg you for some Tom Green. We, we need more of you in this world. We give you th- 90, 90 some minutes. Do what thou wilt. And, <laughs> you know, we have, we have every faith in you that, that this will be amazing. Uh, most people, when they do that, well, A, they're never going to make this movie. I mean, you know, if, <sighs> even, even, even if your dream project is a gross out comedy, let's, 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 let's look at some gross out comedies like American Pie, for instance. Okay. Uh, the ostensible main characters, aside from Stifler, who's there for you to, you know, hate and then be apparently and then be the breakout character because you get all the good lines. Um, you know, the characters are sympathetic. They're you, you, you for all for whatever terrible, stupid things they may do. You like them at the end. You don't feel like they're in some way inhuman. It's because everybody's dad is to an extent Eugene Levy and everybody at some point has wanted to fuck a pie. Sure. Of course, or it's Twinkie or what have you. Mm-hmm. Or, or, or it's jizzed in a beer and accidentally had their friend drink it. And it's the kind of thing that happens at a hilarious frat party. <laughs> point, point being that even in gross-out comedies, the main characters are still, unless, you know, you make your movie poorly. And even then, they're, they're, you can see that they're trying to make you like them, um, even if they fail because the movie is poorly written. Mm-hmm. Tom Green makes a gross-out comedy, and it's his, like, vanity gross-out comedy. Um, and you expect Tom Green to probably make a gross-out comedy because that's the kind of humor he does. Right. Sure. We expect we expect that from him. But what you don't expect is for him to portray the main character as functionally retarded in an undiagnosed way. Like, literally unrelatable and, and terrible. And And to me, when I look at that, I'm like, I don't think I'm watching a movie here. I think maybe I'm watching like, like, like sort of this weird like cinematic self mutilation. Yes. Like, a place does a person have to be in their mind where that's not the character that they write and portray for themselves? Like who? Like uh, that's just uh, it's fascinating to watch because it's basically like watching a dude. I don't know, like, like, like cut himself or something. I don't know. It's 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 beyond the ken. I mean, exactly right. It's exactly uh, where, what I think. What. What strikes me about this movie is that it's a total fucking nightmare. And I know that Tom Green has struggled with his own father's approval for what he's doing. And the kind of humor that Tom Green is after is the kind of humor that's so visceral and disturbing that it makes you laugh. It's what what uh, Tim Heidecker and uh, 
Eric, Tim and Eric Awesome Show, great job. Their their whole project is the same kind of thing, except they do it on a much more psychological level, a lot less um, bodily fluids. Yeah, or like involved. When... Yeah, but what what Freddie got fingered is is this nightmarish tale made by someone who has zero confidence in himself. And the only way that he gains this confidence is is by portraying his worst image of himself to his worst image of his father and just follows through every horrid impulse, every subconscious freak out that that relationship entails. And I mean, okay, like to to do your vanity project and include your your then wife in it and like, i'm going to cast you as like a woman who 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 i hit on after telling uh that her boss's wife is dead and when she's in a horrible emotional vulnerable place so then you're just going to freak the crap out on me and scream in my face and, and then later riptorn's going to like throw you across the room yep like what that's 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 not normal and it's fascinating because it's not normal it's exactly right like this movie is totally like way ahead of its time it's true if it came out now it wouldn't come across as bad because there's a whole culture of this type of humor that we've developed since that's right like the whole you know adult swim tim and eric type stuff Mm -hmm. and this seem not normal but it wouldn't seem as completely beyond the pale it also probably wouldn't have been given a major push by a major major studio and been been considered a, a major release it would be more of a little indie type thing that's right but it it would have a, a place that we could slot it into far more easily than than we could like you know 11 years ago uh, Ebert said that this movie does not even – he said it's not the bottom of the barrel. It doesn't scrape the bottom of the barrel. It's not even actually the bottom of the barrel. It doesn't deserve to be mentioned in the same sentence as barrels. And that uh, – well, I respect Ebert a lot and tend to agree with him on a lot of pictures. Uh, he also said – was it him or someone else? That uh, in 10 or 12 years, this will be the standard by which people have judged a resurgence in dataism. And that's really what I think is going on here, is that it's a, really a work of surrealist art. It takes the tone and pacing of a modern, you know, no-thought comedy and just makes everything about it horrifying. <laughs> yeah. I mean, here's the here's the... Well, um, I mean, what, what what Ebert basically said is is that in you know maybe in ten years people will see this as a surrealist masterpiece. Um, he's not sure if anyone will ever think it's funny. Yeah, and it's not. I don't think it's funny at all. I think, it, I think in pieces it's funny. I don't think it culminates in. It's a certain type of humor, and I mean, I, I, I mean, I say I didn't laugh out loud at it, but I almost never laugh out loud at anything when I'm by myself. Um, I laughed out loud at the sign that said, when the fuck is this movie going to end? Because okay. uh, that, that was a legitimate joke that you could throw in there, and it was a little bit meta, and it was kind of funny, and it was nice. But when I was watching this movie, I just felt unclean. And I knew that what I, what I was seeing was well, – what that was weird. I knew that what I was seeing was this – Are you having a stroke? Yeah. I don't know what's going on with me right now. <laughs> no, um – and you feel a tingling in your in your fingertips. It's a masterpiece, and I hate it. It's that's uh, that's all I can say. It's like, okay, Dad, I've succeeded in the business. I've made my million dollars, and I'm going to make this movie. And you want to see the movie that I'm going to make of it, so that I can make you proud? Well, this is it, and it's total fucking bullshit. Have at it. What do you think of me now, Dad? Are you proud? 
Are you proud of Rip Torn? Is Rip Torn <laughs> a lot like you, Dad? And it's I think it's just a big fuck you to his dad. The way he is having such a good time in this movie. He's such a when he's I have never seen a person more at peace with himself than when he's licking the broken pieces of Harlan Williams' femur after he falls off that half pipe. Tom Green? Yeah. That that is I think the scene that when I first watched it, because I never, I, I, I know, no, I knew nothing about that scene. Like, obviously, it's not in the trailers or anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the point at which he, 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 you know, I'm like, okay, yeah, he's. They're making fun of like injuries in movies because they're making it horrible. I can sort of see where the humor in this comes in because Tom Green's not taking it seriously, and this guy's obviously badly hurt. When he starts licking his bone, <laughs> that is the point at which I was like, wait a second, okay. Up to this point, I could see that you know we've got he's 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 a very he's he's a very far outlier for the idiot man child, but he's still the idiot man child. He's still you know he's playing in, in Adam Sandler's ballpark. When when he gets to that point, he has crossed the line over into like legitimately mental, legitimate undiagnosed mental issues. And, and I think part of the thing is that. If you watch this movie and try to look at it from any kind of naturalistic perspective, you know, it's his mom and dad should have gotten him help such a long time ago. Oh, absolutely. This movie doesn't exist in a parallel universe. This is just a depiction of it's, it's, a nightmare. It goes on and Corky's dad is screaming at him to get a job every episode. That yeah. makes much sense. It's just... Oh, life goes on. no. What was that? Was it Life Goes On? I don't know. You keep... I, I'm pretty good at old TV shows. You keep saying this shit. I don't... What the fuck? Family and they had the, the, the mentally challenged kid and his name was Corky and... Um, Maniac Mansion? No, Maniac Mansion. <laughs> kid wasn't a, wasn't a giant kid and wasn't half fly. <laughs> now I gotta... I can just look at... And the theme song was Obla Dee Obla Da. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to look it up. Talk while I look things up. Okay. Dance. Dance. <laughs> what, what I'm saying is this, this, like, this movie's a nightmare. And it's, I was listening to the soundtrack, and punk rock struck me as a, as a common theme. It's not referenced directly in the movie, and uh, it's only used as a derogatory term from Rip Torn to, uh, to Gord, Tom Green's character. But uh, the soundtrack is all punk rock. And, and this is, I think, punk cinema at its best. It's not a movie about punk rock. It's not even a low-grade picture. It's not mumblecore or anything like that. It's a professionally well-lit, well-made comedy. It's filmed like a single-camera sitcom, and it's just horrendous. It it violates every expectation you have for really, a movie of its genre. I really think the movie is just Tom Green, like, just fucking with everybody. Yeah, that's like, exactly I, right. It's an act of self. I mean, it appears as an act of cinematic self mutilation, but I really think he did it all on purpose. I think he was like, "You're going to give me all this money, man." I've always wanted to shit over, uh, shit, shit all over a movie screen. Let's do this thing. Well, in the Let's movie, when Gord finally sells his drawings, he gets a million dollars. What does he spend the million dollars on? We got one hundred and fifty thousand dollars on jewels, a hundred thousand dollars for a helicopter rental so that he can see his disabled, blowjob obsessed <laughs> girlfriend on the roof of her apartment building. And then he spends the rest of the money cutting off a third of his house so that he can hijack his father and take him to Pakistan just to show him that if they were in Pakistan, he would not, in fact, be sewing together soccer balls. Because, because of an offhand comment that his dad made. An offhand comment that happened in the middle of the first act, like yeah. 40 minutes ago. 
Yep. Can I say that the scene with the jewels epitomizes um, to me the, the the tremendous dichotomy of this film, where where like half of it is tr- is, is messed up, gross out, like nonsensical humor, and then the other half is like like a like a like a uh, grade two kid doodling in his notebook about what adult life would be like. Exactly. Like, who, nobody in the right. Nobody. Nobody even says jewels. Like you don't think <laughs> I'm gonna go buy some jewels. Nobody even thinks that way. Whereas he's like, oh, I got to apologize to this girl. What will I do? It's like cartoon thinking. It's like, oh, I'll give her jewels. Then she'll understand. Yeah, it's he's from a different place. He's from this nightmarish cartoon world that isn't real. Everything. Like he can't. He can't say anything once. He literally has to say. Everything his character says everything like several times to underline it. He, I, I really like this movie a lot. Yeah, I in a very not not and almost not in a meta way. I think I just I, I think I just respect it and like it for for having the balls to be the fucked up thing it is. Yeah, I like this movie for existing, but I hate watching it. I still kind of like watching it. I mean, it's hit and miss. There are some scenes I can do without that I don't find as enjoyable. But I was watching it. I'm like, oh, right, this part. I was, this part's fun. Yeah, the, like, and it's just so – because I think I, I think I have to – I, I don't think you can watch this movie and enjoy it unless you take a, a, a massive ironic distance. But from, from that distance, it looks pretty okay. Yeah. It's – there's – Of everything. Like, and Rip Torn just going to – like, you – there's 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 a definite point at which you go like okay no I I can see how the apple don't fall far far from the tree because Rip Torn's it's just true. just as bad I mean as much as Tom Green's character is is legitimately impossible to deal with it's like and, the negative it's the inverse of Silver Linings Playbook yeah it's it's like father like son but they're both equally like rather than them sharing bipolar disorder and trying to live functionally as suburban adults with it it's them failing miserably at that task. Well, he like literally like shoves him through the glass door of their of their shower. There are some sight gags in this movie that look like man ray sculptures, like the the daddy would you like some sausage setup. That whole thing is immensely, profoundly ridiculous looking in a way that it just <laughs> I love it so much. And and the, just the the shots of him in the bathroom in the scuba suit. The, you don't fit in a bathroom in a scuba suit, and everything is breaking. And it's just magnificent. Clean it up. And like you threw him through <laughs> the last partition in your shower. And now you're t- acting like it's his fault. Meanwhile, he's apparently not noticed at all. And he's worried about the treasure. That's right. <laughs> and he's all excited. He's like, Dad, the treasure, the treasure. And he's, he's basically saying, come on, Dad, play with me. Play it's with me. Saying, I want you to play with me. And Rip Torn so deeply, deeply obviously wants to be proud of him, like wants him to give him the shred of a reason to actually, you know, be able to not be mad at him. Like he wants it so bad that it breaks him. There's a lot going on in this movie that 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 is in its own weird, fucked up way sincere. But it's it's there's an, there's there's a legitimate emotional core to this movie. There is. And you know where it shows the most. I think the legitimate emotional core is a good observation. And it's the movie is constantly wrapped in this all these fucked up incidences licking the femur and and uh, whacking the girlfriend's shins and jerking off the horse and uh, cutting open that elk and wearing it <laughs> but so it's it all the emotional core is, is cloaked in all of these crazy ridiculous things that he does um the food fight in the fancy restaurant 
But there's one part where he throws out his drawings and it's raining and it's playing that Moby song and he gets a job at Sub well, Submarine Supreme. Yeah, it's pretty much just Subway. It's so magnificent looking. It's so like that's a sad scene. Mm-hmm. That's that's an amazingly sad, well directed, beautiful looking scene of a broken man realizing that he has to come back down to earth. And then, of course, he has another neurotic break with the cheese in the sandwich place. Yeah, he has some cheese related. Well, I mean, he's he's got some problems. <laughs> I don't think you know what I don't think he has problems. I think he's perfectly suited to live on an entirely different planet. Oh, well, that's that's true. And I mean, I I would also like to point out that um, when he's when when, when he's um, masturbating an elephant um, and coating his his father an elephant ejaculate he is he is screaming at the top of his lungs look what i can do dad look what i can do it's yeah it's 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 i mean it's kind of it's kind of amazing and i just yeah it is and i i think it's more than it's more than gord yelling at riptorn it's it's tom green yelling at at his dad and i hadn't thought of that but yeah i think you probably have a real good point there because um, yeah, I, I have heard some of of I know that 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 Tom Green and his parents have a have a fractious relationship. I mean, I would, in all honesty, I would like I would have a fractious relationship with my kid if if he was Tom Green. I have a fractious relationship with Tom Green, and I have nothing to do with him. <laughs> but he's just flapping his albatross wings. <laughs> anyway, uh, you can't I- hurt me not with my cheese helmet, and that's. That's the core of this movie is that you is right psychoanalyzing basically a, psycho- a psychiatrist needs to look at this movie and just like go to town on it. You can't disapprove of me as long as I am wearing this this helmet of absurdity, this cheese helmet. You your disapproval does not matter to me. I live in my own world wherein there's no such thing as a bloodborne pathogen apparently. <laughs> while, while we're overanalyzing this, um, when he's he's dressed in his dad's suit, being the backwards man, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> he thinks he's the reverse of his father. He's the backwards man in his dad's suit. Oh, that's a good one. He can he can walk backwards as fast as you can because wow. he's the back. Yeah, the backwards man. I'm the backwards man. That's that's one of my favorite things. I can walk backwards as fast as you can. Wow. And and okay, and his dad comes upon him doing this, clearly just fucking around, and Tom Green very obviously lies to him about things, and his dad just so wants to believe that he's made good that he's like, you know what, I don't even care that you're wearing my damn suit backwards and you're clearly like out to lunch. I just really want to believe that this is true. I will give you a hundred dollars. And and I mean, of course he's angry when he sees him in the restaurant. Like, I mean, he's 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 cruel because he's an asshole. Mm-hmm. But he his his anger is 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 founded. I mean, he's he's given his son like a suit and a hundred dollars, and he thinks he's working on some computer job, and really he's just you know hanging out in a restaurant, screaming and screaming obscenities into, into a cordless phone. <laughs> the music movie is really good, although it is one of those movies where they just put put a song in like every scene. Um, but it does have that cool song by the Cars that I like, so I, I enjoyed that. Hey. That song is by Gary Newman. We've had this discussion before. 
We are the cars. Do, 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 do. We're the cars. Ah, uh, no matter what I do, it always comes back to the cars. And yeah. Gary Newman is not in the cars. No, then that's, yeah, well, that's a car song, not a Gary Newman it's song. It's a Gary Newman. Kate, then name another Gary What's Newman song. Song. I don't know what to tell you about this. What? Yeah, they, they say their name in the song. We are the cars. It's the first line. No, the line is here in my car. I think you're mishearing it. I feel safest of all. Na, 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 nope. na, na, na. We na, are na. the car greatest of all. <laughs> we can rock our fans. We're really great live. We're the cars. Do, 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 do. The cars. Do, do, do. Yeah. Okay. Like okay. All right. Fine. So who, who sings? who sings just what I needed? I don't know. I don't mind you coming here and wasting all my time. I am not fam- I, I'm not familiar with the singer of that song. But I would like to point out that I don't think the Cars only sang one song. They probably have a repertoire. Oh, okay. So the song called Cars by Gary Newman is just one song that's part of the Cars discography. It's called The Cars by the Cars is one part of the Cars discography. <laughs> that was a, a well-laid trap, but I s- sidestepped it. Oh, oh, God. That's, you know, it's who's like gone? who's on first but shittier. The cars. <laughs> oh, the worst oh. part of that is legitimately a car song, so you can't even get to say it. It is not a car song. You look it up. Who's gonna drive you home? The cars. You look it up right now. I gotta uh, wait. Fine. Hang on. Let me get that. I gotta put my glasses on and everything. <laughs> I've gotten so invested in this. You got, was, you got to put your shirt back on. You flipped me on my back here. We're psychoanalyzing Tom Green. And came out of nowhere. Bam. What just happened? My computer is misbehaving now. Well, I could look it up for you, but I don't think you trust me. I don't. (laughs) I don't at all. Uh, Who's going to drive you home? Gonna. 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 Dwarves. Oh, it is by the cars. I told you. And therefore, also so is that other song. No. Yeah, no, by the uh, transitive property. Gary Newman. What do you mean by the transitive property? What the fuck are you talking about, the transitive property? Transitive property. If I was right about that one thing, I must therefore be right about the other. No, being right about one thing does not entail that you're right about everything you've ever said. I've always assumed it did. No. Oh, if that's the way you've been living your life, then I'm not sure you have a valid driver's license. <laughs> I don't currently have a valid driver's license, as it so happens. <laughs> Are you sure? Yes. No. Okay. So here's a little story to bring a tear to your eye. Um, this is not about a scuba suit, although that would dovetail nicely with the earlier conversation. <laughs> be tremendous. Uh, I... Um, yeah, I, I realized um, today uh, that I that my driver's license was no longer in my wallet, <laughs> and I've been driving around for two weeks without it. And I knew that I had taken out. I remembered then that I had taken out of my wallet two two weeks ago when I had um, had to drive around without uh, without my coat, my usual coat that I keep my wallet in, and I put my driver's license in my back pants pocket so that I would have it with me. Uh-huh. And I haven't seen it since, um, and that I probably lost it. Uh, because it wasn't anywhere that I could find it. So I today, uh, before I got groceries, 
uh, I went to the AMA and um, got a replace order a replacement card. So I have a slip of paper that is standing in for my driver's license and then went to the uh, police station that was right nearby and reported it as lost. And then after we got home, my wife looked in the dryer and found it. So, But then I had to cut it up because the police told me if I found it to cut it up. And now I have to go back tomorrow and tell them I found it so that they don't worry about it as much as they're going to. I'm pretty so sure not actually have a driver's license right now i have a piece of paper standing in for a driver's license uh, but you still have a valid driver's license your no, your name is on on the list in yes. in the in the office that says yeah. this, this guy can drive I don't technically have a what one would consider a driver's license in conventional terms ah okay i understand so, now property i think you can probably blow off the cops my my experience with them is that they don't really give a shit <laughs> They, he asked me to come back in if I found it. Really? He he said, if you find your driver's license, cut it up because you're getting a new one. And if you find it, come come back and let us know so we can close the thing. And I'm like, okay. My, and I lie to a cop. Well, my experience with the police is that they'll ask you to do shit and they don't really mean it. Like, oh, we need <laughs> but, to uh, we need to get a statement from you. So make sure you stay where you are until we show up. And then... <laughs> And then when you phone them 45 minutes later, after they said they'd be, they'd be there in 20 minutes, and you're like, hey, guys, what's the haps? They're like, oh, yeah, we're nine hours away. Just stay there. And <laughs> then you say, well, it's the middle of the fucking night. I'm not going to stay here. And then you go home, and then you call them the next day, and you say, okay, yeah, you can take a statement now. And they're like, no, we don't really need to, but I guess we'll be there at five. <laughs> Why didn't they just let – you know, you can go to, go to them. No. No, no. All right, all right. No, Clearly. there shouldn't have been any statement taking anyways. And if, if they're going to take a statement, they're going to do it, and it where I, I am when I say so. Were you standing there in a pool, like next to a pool of blood with looking shifty? Uh, have, I, have I told you this story? Is this the story about when you were at um, Sasquatch? No, 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 no. This is, uh, this is just a – this is the last shift I worked before I quit uh, where I took that threat call. Uh, no, you did. I don't think you told me about the part where the cops didn't care. Yeah, they but, seriously didn't give a fuck. All right. That's didn't what, didn't we talk about this on a previous episode? No. Oh. Or I mean, I don't remember everything though. Um, yeah. Okay. No. So this story is uh, the, uh, we we for for our listeners. Uh, I used to take calls for a major telecommunications company doing customer facing technical support. Uh, so anyway, I took a one of the last shifts I work. I took a threat call. And this guy threatened to come down to the office. He's a Calgary citizen, threatened to come down to the office and, uh, uh, well, do things to me. If he was going to drive pretty far. Yeah, yeah. Being that he, he was going to drive three hours north of his own city just to kick the shit out of me. He was under the impression that my, that my office was in Calgary, to be fair. But it <laughs> was something. I'm Calgary named Pete. <laughs> just um. go down to the phone company. Capital <laughs> T, capital P, capital C. And. Ask for a guy named Pete, and then just kick the fuck out of him. Just make sure he has curly hair. Just because he wouldn't send a technician to your domicile, because you refuse to have a look at the physical setup of your operation. Anyway, that's about the gist of his complaint. So that's something that I have to run up to chain of command, and it yeah. goes to corporate security. It goes to my boss. It goes to corporate security. Uh, and then it goes to the police, and so I have to call the police in Edmonton, and they tell me to call the police in Calgary, and then they tell me to call the police in Edmonton, and then they're going to send over some cops. So my shift is over in the middle of the night. I got plans, and I'm waiting for the cops, and they don't show. Now, the next day, I'm leaving for Florida. 
<laughs> I got things to do. I have to pack. I, I have thought, to get you, a flu shot. Come back to Florida, or is this before you left for Florida, but not the day before you actually stopped working it? Yeah, I left for Florida, and then I came back and worked one day, and quit that That's, day, and then left worked. for England. Okay, you're yes. Now, now I'm now I'm good. So this is the day before I leave for Florida. So I said. I'm not going to wait around for you guys tonight. I'll call you tomorrow. You can you can check me out tomorrow. So I go and get a flu shot. Good then call. I go and get some McDonald's. I got myself a bacon and cheese Angus third pounder and six pieces of McNuggets with hot mustard. And I get home. And uh, I call the police. And I say, okay, you guys can you guys can show up now. And they say, okay, we'll be 30 to 40 minutes. And I say, all right. And then as I'm saying that, I'm taking my food out of the bag, and and there's no hot mustard. <laughs> Were you at home? I was at home on the Could you have substituted, house. like, some other condiment, or did you – you went back? No, it's it's impossible. And I ordered hot mustard. The motherfuckers <laughs> didn't give me hot mustard at the place. That's you could not unacceptable. like George Costanza right now. I don't know what to tell you. They gave – Hot mustard. I asked them for hot mustard. Look, they took away the honey mustard that I really liked, and they replaced it with hot mustard. Hot yeah. mustard is acceptable. And when you order hot mustard, you should get hot mustard. So I asked the guy on the phone. I said, dear Mr. Cop Man, do I have time to go back to the McDonald's and get my hot mustard? Because I forgot to give him my fucking hot mustard. And he says, yeah, sure. I said, okay. I'll leave a note on the door about where I've gone in case they show up while I'm out. So... Out getting hot mustard back soon. I wrote the following note. Uh, I've got a picture of it on my phone because I just wanted you know like further proof. It says, "Dear cops, <laughs> I have stepped out briefly because McDonald's did not include my hot mustard. I will return any minute." <laughs> That's the end of the note. So I went out and I got my hot mustard. And when I came back, the police were there and they had received my note and they understood the situation. And so uh, hot mustard. I sat them down in my living room. And it was beginning to get dark at this time. So I sat them down in my living room and, and they were they I had the oldies radio station playing. So um, Octopus's Garden by the Beatles came on. Well, these two police officers were sitting in my living room as I wrote out a statement on a piece of paper for them with six pieces of Chicken McNuggets and two packets of hot mustard. And that's so, how you make things work. People are afraid of the cops. People are afraid to ask the cops to do things. And you don't have to be. The cops are there to serve you. The I cops in this town are... You were at the cops. What? I'm so confused now. Why? I thought about how the cops never show up, but the cops showed up. Yeah. And you said they didn't care, but they – they, they, uh, No, they, I, they didn't care. When they showed up, that's – oh, okay. This is an important part uh, that I left oh, out of the okay. story. They had no idea why they were there. They were like, uh, I guess we were told to be here. And I'm like, yeah, I need to give you a statement about this thing that happened. So I explained to them what happened using my words out of my mouth. And they're like, okay, well, I guess we can take a written statement then or whatever. <laughs> That can I say that to be fair? That's more or less the attitude I got from the guy I talked to today. Is that he, he he asked me if I had any 
I sort of explained the situation that I didn't know where I lost it, but it was it was missing, and that I was getting a replacement, and that I was uh, told by the AMA that I should report it. And he was like, "Okay, well, do you have any any ID?" And I'm like, "Well, I have this stuff." And he's like, "Do you have any photo ID?" And I'm like, "No, I only had my driver's license because that's the only photo ID I own, uh, aside from my I guess my work ID, which I do not carry with me unless I'm going to work." Uh-huh. Uh, and at that point, he he all of a sudden switched over to utter and total disinterest. He's like, "All right, well, write some stuff here." And yeah. Yeah, and tell me if you find it. And then when you find it and you go tell him, he's going to be like, why are you telling me that? Uh, I don't fucking care. I'm a policeman. Here's the thing. When he came back after I finished filling it out, he was a bit more congenial. Yeah. I was in a Starbucks the other day waiting for a friend. And it was a particularly crowded Starbucks. And I had brought my laptop because I was going to work on a few things while I was waiting. And after my friend had left, I was just going to hang out in the Starbucks all afternoon. So there was hardly any place to sit. So I found a place just for me to sit. But there wasn't going to be any room for my friend when she showed up. And these cops come in about 10 minutes after I get there. My friend's still not around. She's not going to show up for another 10 minutes or so. And uh, a booth empties. And these cops have sat in the back of the room in a weird cramped place. A booth empties. The cops and I get up to get this booth. Now I'm there first. Common courtesy is for me to get that fucking booth. But the cops, the cops... I said, what, are you, are you actually doing this? Because they didn't slow down. They didn't yield. I said, are we actually doing this, guys? And the cop pushed me aside. Really? And took my booth. I'm sorry, buddy. I, I don't interact with the, the police in our town very often. I mean, to be fair, I've been pulled over for for, for traffic violations of some kind a couple times. And uh, they they I've never actually been ticketed. They always seem, they they, are, they always sort of seem like like they're like ah oh, it's probably too much work. Are we going to do that thing we were going to do? Are we going to do a thing? What's the thing we're going to do? That, that thing we were going to do that you were like we should do this on the podcast, and I was like yeah. Oh let's do it. oh my good god! You know what? I'd forgotten all about that. Well there uh, you go. You're not prepped, are you? I'm not prepped. <sighs> I'm not prepped. Here, just uh, I should have reminded you. You should have, but it, I should have remembered. I, I should have just kept that in mind. You know what I did is I unfollowed him today. People who don't know what we're talking about, <laughs> I followed a guy. One evening, Dane Cook, who I follow on the Twitter, decided to uh, judge people by their um, by their 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 Twitter pictures, their display pictures. That um, seems like maybe something where where, where Dane Cook is maybe um, you know opening himself up to a certain amount of you know something. A certain anyway. amount of ribbing. Yeah, anyway, um, so he'll just go through his followers list and pick, a, you know, a few people. I think he did about a dozen of them where All he'll right. just tweet like a one-sentence rebuke of their character based on their picture. Now, I started looking through the people that he was mentioning to see, well, first of all, to balance his assessment sure. of their picture against their actual picture and to see what kind of person they are. Well, I drug up this kind of awful human being. His name is Moose. That's what he goes by on Twitter. Uh, his background picture, the banner in the back is... Now, I, I can't tell if that's a, a shin or a thigh or a bicep, but it's a tattoo that says A Game on a ribbon, and then there's a, a rose and some dice and some cards and a roulette wheel in the back. Now this is his like his like icon <laughs> thing. A tattoo. No, that that's the background of his profile. Oh, okay. Uh, gotcha. I don't have one of those. His his front ground is well. He's just a douchebag. He's he's with a buddy. <laughs> They've got their tongues out. They're wearing do rags for some reason. They're white people. These are 
Caucasians. And uh, he's wearing one of those... What are the the vajazzled shirts? What are they called? I don't think you call them vajazzled. Yeah, I think vajazzled is only if you if you do it to your vagina. No, if you do it to a giant tiger on your shirt, it's vajazzling, right? That, no, that's the no, vajazzling is only for vaginas. That's no, that's bejeweling or bedazzling or something. Vajazzled is a contraction of bedazzling or whatever the hell it is in vagina. That's yeah. why it's vagina. And vagina is synonym for pussy. So if you have a giant tiger on your shirt and you cover oh. it, then it's vajazzling. Really? The transit of law. Oh, damn, live by the sword, die by the sword. All right, right? pretty continue. So, and his, uh, you're, you're provided 140 characters to de- describe yourself on your Twitter profile. And it, it says, Dunno, that's D-U-N-O. When the last day is, so I'm a, I-M-A, live like it's two, the number two, day. Three exclamation points. Now, here's where it gets complicated. Can I ask you what your uh, Twitter description is? Just uh, just for just just for comparison. Okay. Uh, Mark, that, that we're halfway through his, his own description. We'll get back to oh, the I'm second sorry. half. Uh, my, my Twitter description is, <sighs> fuck it, never mind. That's your, oh, okay. Yes, that's, that's, that's what fair. it says. That doesn't tell me anything about who you are. It tells you a great deal about who it I does, am. Actually. Oh, my God. That was real John Roderick right there. <laughs> that was eerie. Um, <laughs> so, okay. So, today, three exclamation points. Uh, now, here's where it gets complicated. We've got an asterisk, a capital R, a capital M, a capital U, another asterisk, and then a pound sign. Team okay. underscore lovin' underscore life. Ellipsis. Pound sign. Winning. Four exclamation points. Pound sign. Team best city. Uh, capital C on city, no capital B on best. Uh, Pittsburgh, pound sign, ellipsis, which I don't think is a valid hashtag. Pound sign, Steeler Nation, capital C. Well, you can't, ha- you can't have punctuation in the hashtag. I can tell you right that, right well, now. It, it, it's Pittsburgh hashtag ellipsis. It's, he's just button that doesn't make any sense at this point. If, like, <laughs> I mean, if he was playing Tekken, this would be an excellent combo. Uh, maybe. Here's the thing: is that excellent combos do not come about by combo by button mashing. They come about by by effort and uh, timing. Okay, fine, whatever. You know, <laughs> dude. Uh, here, I'm gonna go start another podcast with some guy who likes comics and video games. I'm never I'm gonna, gonna get through. I like comics. Hashtag Steeler Nation. Hashtag not most as much dope, as I do. Most dope, all one word. Hashtag capital B, capital M, capital S. Under location, he's listed right here and mercifully included the capital R and capital H. <laughs> For that description. So. <laughs> now, I like to point out that while you have clearly the utmost contempt for this human being, you did start following him on Twitter. Absolutely. I, Possibly because of your contempt. I don't hate follow people, but I mean, that's fine. I read a few of his tweets. You know what? It's not out of hatred. I mean, we would not get along well as human <laughs> well, beings. Well, no. You, well, um, it's not even that you wouldn't. It's that you literally haven't. I would, I would really... Like if I if I were to go on a murderous rampage, this is the kind of person I would start with. Not that I'm planning to kill anybody, but I believe that if I were to engage in some kind of society cleansing activity, this would be the kind of filth that I would begin with. So, people people who you know um, correctly capitalize. I'm I'm more or less with you on that. <laughs> so I. Uh, Dan Cook said something about how he looks like a douchebag in his picture. And so I looked and I was like, oh, hey, you're right. Let's see what he's tweeting. And I I read a couple things like, uh, sorry, Shogun, Uh, ready, ready, fight, Uh, down the hatchet goes, hashtag UFC, let's go. I'm very confused. 
Uh, she gave me the brain, but that doesn't explain why these lames be loving and cuffing these bitches. So naturally, I had to follow. I think he's just quoting things constantly. I but things I don't recognize. It's a fascinating spinnison. Trinidad James, my dude. Fuck it, let's turn up. Does that make any sense to you? Because it doesn't to me. No, but I mean. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. So I'm I'm in the theater waiting for Anna Karenina to start, which is a fantastic motion picture, by the way. You're never not if you're not podcasting with me. I swear to God, you're always in the line waiting for a movie to start. It's true. I go oh, whenever a new movie comes out that I want to watch, I see it. Because when you're a nerd and you're single, that's what you do, and that's why. I, well, if were, when I if you weren't single, you could go with your girlfriend or boyfriend, whatever. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. It would be a girlfriend. Not, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not here to judge you. I okay. I, I understand that this is a safe space, and I I respect you for that. Thank you. <laughs> So I was right. bored waiting for Anna Karenina to start. I was sitting in the auditorium 20 to 30 minutes before the motion picture began. And I was looking through my Twitter, and I had recently followed this chap. And so he said this. Hold up. Wait a minute. Let me put some pimpin' in it. Now. That's probably a rap lyric. Maybe. That sounds rappy. Something. I, I can't tell if this is original material or not. Well, you know, you could you could Google that and uh, find out. No. Well, yeah, I'm not. You have to. I'm just saying, if you really want to know, uh, I, I we have, to we have means at our disposal in modern society. So I replied to him. I said, "At Moose underscore main one." Scene. I wanted to do it as a dramatic scene. I know. I, kinda, but I wanted to play you. You you want to play you want to play me? I think well, it'd be funnier if you played him. I think it would be funnier for me if I played you because then then I can let you I, then I, then you get to hear what you sounded like from my perspective. Oh, okay, fantastic. <laughs> I just think here's the thing is I think you have a real strong idea of what this guy sounds like. I do. In mind, and I don't think I don't think I'm going to match it. And I have a real strong idea of what you sound like in my mind, and I think it's going to horrify you. Okay. All right. Here's here's what I'm going to do. We're going to take a few minutes, and I'm going to cut out the silence uh, when I when I get around to cutting this episode. But I'm going to using anecdote. What? I could tell an amusing anecdote. You could just pull up my Twitter feed and look at this conversation. Here's the thing is that you guys didn't do this as a proper conversation or we wouldn't have this problem. They were you, all replies to hold up. Wait a minute. Let me put some pimp in it. No, I, when I try to look at it as a conversation, it does not work out well. Ugh. I can try. Let me. OK. Give me a second. Let me let me let me go to Twitter, which I only ever use on my phone. I'll so. tell you what. While you do that, because because we have the miracle of editing, I've realized how easy it is to do. I'm going to go take a leak. <sighs> Fine. Um, I'm, I'm going to I'm not going to tell an anecdote then. Uh, you can uh, tell an anecdote if you can tell an anecdote and talk at the same time. I mean, type. Uh, <laughs> the Lord knows I can't. <laughs> All right, I'll be back in a sec. Asking is not my thing. Oh, it's a bathroom break. Oh, it's a bathroom break. And I was gonna look up some stuff and Pete's gonna pee. It's a bathroom break. Oh, it's a bathroom break. And I was gonna look up some stuff and Pete's gonna pee. Okay, we're back. All right, fine. Give me a second. I'm going to stenographize it. I'm sorry. 
I'm bad at things. No. Okay. You're 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 doing the the part of me, right? Yeah. Okay, I am. So I'm just gonna type all my lines out, and <laughs> and they'll just will just alternate. You'll say it's a good. line, and no, know what you what the guy said after you said it. Uh, well, fine. I will say it to you. It will be an utter surprise. It'll, it'll allow for a natural reaction. Awesome. Uh, you know, can I tell you though that if you'd done this when you were supposed to, we wouldn't be we wouldn't be having this problem. Oh, it's right utterly now. my fault. It's completely and utterly my fault. That's fine. We'll cut this all out. It'll be and very not- easy to cut out. I'll, I'll just play a little ditty. I'll play a little song. It's another 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 song. Yeah, yeah. This one's pretty short. Oh, hey. Wait. Where? How do I? Where do I see the thing that you send me? Well, have you got me in full screen? It should be in the IM client that we're running here. There we go. I didn't. I didn't have it up. Okay. Okay. So, just a sec. I only see some of it. Oh, wait, you're writing something. This is exciting. I'm gonna send you an emoticon. <laughs> there. <laughs> Look, he's dancing. That's so cute. What the Look hell? I sent you a little bear. Can't you see him? Yes, he's very, very little. Look, he's hugging himself. It's adorable. I send you like five more bears. <laughs> this is this is riveting radio. <laughs> We're cutting all this out, right? Then we cut it out. Okay, let's right, so let's begin with. Hold start? up. Wait a minute. Let me put some pimping in it. Are you for real? What you talking about, Willie? <sighs> First off, it's what you talk about, Willis. And what I mean is, do people like you really exist, or is this a joke account? Ha, you piece of shit. Simple as pressing the unfollow button. And if you didn't live under a rock, you would know it's from a movie. Please keep in mind that all the U's were just the letter U. You're ruining your dramatic scene. Is that is that the end of your line? Yes. No, no, I don't want to unfollow you. You're fascinating, if a little inarticulate. inarticulate. Which movie is it from? Ain't nobody got time for that, ellipsis. Tweeting to weird, random followers. Ha! Fuck out of here, loser. Well put. Another startlingly insightful and ironclad point. Seriously, though, which movie? I'm sure you can Google it, and I'm going to need you to stop tweeting me. Really, though. Understood. Take care of yourself. I have enjoyed our chat. Wow, my man needs some friends. Always the last word. Well played, sir. Once again, please stop with the tweets. Thumbs up on New Girl tonight. That might have been for Olivia Munn. <laughs> it was. Yeah, or, or this dude was really good on, on, on uh, New, uh, New Girl. Okay. So then, then I don't think you replied to him. Uh, so after that. Yeah. Then, then a couple of days later. Do, 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 do. Cut to. Cut to. You're all like, hmm, better treat this guy again for reasons that escape me. Listen, I think our previous exchange got us off on the wrong foot. Are you kidding? Why must you talk to me? It's not that I must. I just think I should. I didn't mean to offend you is all. Okay, understood. I think that, given the chance, we could be friends. Um, I do not use Twitter to make friends. If you do, good for. Kind of creepy, but have at it, boss. Just ain't gonna happen. Hashtag weird. Please don't misunderstand. 
I don't mean to be creepy, and I don't presuppose any familiarity between us. I think you said I think you said two things here, huh? I did, yes. I just recognize that we come from two very different walks of life. I would like to point out that he spelled two with a two. Well, we could both characters from each other's experience, and he spelled each other's as one word. That's because it is one word. Well, no, it's two. It's each other's. Yeah, I refuse Not, to spell it. No word called each other. Uh, anyway. Look, I don't want to say anything rude. Oh, this is my favorite tweet. This is. Let me just revel in this for a minute. I'm going to get into character. I'm not because I fucking hate this character. Uh, but look, I don't want to say anything rude this early. So please stop, you fucking creepy, weird-ass motherfucker. People don't do that shit. Well, for not wanting to be rude, you certainly came close. Have a nice day. It's You're amazing. Parent. Hey, man, want to read something baffling? Check out the Twitter conversation I had with this douchebag. Am I in the wrong here? I will now play Mark Maron. Please, please imagine chirping crickets and tumbleweed. <laughs> now I'm Pete. Hey, Adam, did you see this, this tweet where I had Mark Maron didn't, didn't answer me and I'm real sad? Did I say that to you? Mm, you didn't say you were sad, but you did complain that Mark Maron didn't answer you. And I'm like, I think Mark Maron maybe has better things to do. I was drinking. Yeah, I of this. Uh, I'm trying to find that. It was a direct message. Oh, it was a DM, was it? Okay. Yeah, it was a dungeon master. Anyway, Moose, after I tweeted Mark Maron, tweets both me and Mark Maron. And says, I did not see that. He says, never had to block someone, but bravo, bravo, you creepy motherfucker, bravo. I did see that. Go find some friends in a Starbucks. <sighs> now here's the... And scene. Can I give you my analysis of this interaction? <laughs> yes. I'm I mean, I'm going to give you my analysis of this interaction. Um, now, here's the thing. Now, on the one hand, this guy was being a big jerk. On the other hand, you, you were fishing. Absolutely. Absolutely. On, on the third hand, though, I, how, this guy's got a lot. I'm just going to pull up his profile here. Give me a sec. He, this guy has lit legitimately like 14,000 plus tweets. He tweets every half hour, and it's all golden. And I'm super confused as to why somebody who like has made fourteen thousand tweets doesn't doesn't think you can make friends on the internet. That's that's one that's thing, and another thing is if he's such an avid user of our written language, then how can he possibly be so atrocious at it? And and that's why I think maybe he's just real committed to his comedy account. That well, I commend him. If that's the case, if you're listening, Moose underscore Main One, Bravo! <laughs> you really um you really took it to the took it to the net. I mean, I provided guess. that uh, that you are in fact a hoax, and and I hope for my sake that you are, because if you're not, then we're all much more doomed than I had previously thought us. Then, uh, then bravo, you you've done a very very good job. And there were a couple times in your tweets where I thought maybe you were slipping out of character because you did use a comma or two properly, especially in that last tweet with the bravo bravo you creepy motherfucker bravo, which is operatic. Uh, but I just, I gotta say, I commend you for, for your level of commitment. But, but, but in Moose Main One's defense, you were, you were kind of being a dick too. Absolutely. I was being very hard on him because there's a chance that he's real. And if he's real, <laughs> then he deserves to be just regaled with, with, with requests for him to defend his life choices. Let's say that. This uh, is what people on the internet and obviously um starting a podcast is totally the best way to avoid it 
I think that people like this are a blight on society, and I've talked to enough people on the phone about their computer problems to know that they're real. And I think that if I can just cause one of them a little bit of self-doubt, then I've done, I've done a good work. Well, if that's the case, I, 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 don't think, I don't think you hit your target on this guy. No, there's... Just completely cast iron. He's, he's a machine. Literally, I think he's an experiment gone wrong. <laughs> Did you ask him if he was a robot? Because my understanding from you is that, uh, like undercover cops, robots have to admit it. That's right. That's, I still don't think that's really true. That no, it is a thing. If if like nah. if you ask a cop if he's a cop, he has to tell you that yes, he is a cop. But I don't even think that's true. Otherwise, it's entrapment. <laughs> It's the same with robots. If you ask a robot if they're a robot and they say, no, I'm not a robot, then they immediately get their robot's license revoked. <laughs> then, they, then, then, then you're not then, – then if you have sex with them, it's not creepy robot sex because you didn't know. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. I asked her if she was a robot and she said no. How was I supposed to know? Are you in a closet now? What happened? Am I in a closet? Did I sound like I was in a closet? Oh, I don't. Just I thought maybe this was like you know you're you're in a closet and the robot the the robot's boyfriend comes home and then you have to pull out your gun. <laughs> robot boyfriend goes, "Hey, what the fuck is going on here?" And then I hide in the closet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come out of there, you pussy motherfucker. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming it's something like that. Now, and wait. I'm just cowering in the closet while while the lady robot is just saying like, "No, please, Flametron, don't hurt him. He's if, my special man piece of meat." Wait, was she talking like this the whole time, and you didn't know she was a robot? I, uh... It really turns me on when human women talk like <laughs> robots. Okay, it's not something I'm comfortable with discussing. Can I say that this explains? Partly, at least, why you are currently single. <laughs> uh, okay.